bad with money. You just don't know what you're doing yet. Just like I can't wake up tomorrow and think that I can learn a brand new language. I have to learn it and I have to practice it and I have to make mistakes and pick myself up and try again. It is no different when it comes to your financial wealth. Hello, my name's Riley Rose Harper and this is How to Turn 30, the podcast all about tackling the transition from your 20s to your 30s. This is episode three, Bad With Money, featuring Shandell and Jess from Ladies Talk Money. So, do you consider yourself bad with money? It's a trope a lot of us have subscribed to. I absolutely have through the majority of my adult life. If I think back to my early 20s when I was working at my mum's cafe, getting paid normally at my mum's cafe, working casually at a bank and not paying one cent of rent. Thank you so much, mum. I love you. Really appreciate it. I actually don't want to think about it, to be honest, because I feel like I should be really rich now that I'm about to turn 30. Where did that money go? And I guess a lot of that answer really stems from just not thinking about it, not being conscious of where it's going and not having conversations about money at all and generally chucking it in the too hard basket because it all just seemed hard. There has definitely been a niggling little annoying voice in my head in my late 20s that's been urging me to stop living pay to pay, stop avoiding conversations around money, which I've done for a while now. So I was very excited to actually talk money with Jess and Chandel from Ladies Talk Money. And I really do want to preface this episode about money that circumstances, again, play a major factor in this. 2020 has been horrific for so many people, especially when it comes to our back pockets. I absolutely understand that. And we might be in totally different situations financially than we were 12 months ago. But what I hope for this episode is that it inspires us that it's never too late to learn about money, to get a little bit more smarter with the money, to be empowered by it as well, even if it is just a little bit at a time. So what is Ladies Talk Money? It's a series of conversations and resources and tools to help empower us when it comes to our cash. Their aim is to tackle the complex relationship between women, our finances, and the barriers keeping us from achieving true financial equality. Shandell and Jess's mission is just to get as many women as possible reading these resources, using these tools to make these money conversations a little bit easier for us because we know they can be so uncomfortable. Here's Jess and Shandell from Ladies Talk Money. Can you guys tell us a little bit about how Ladies Talk Money started or how you both met? I'm a financial advisor and I work, um, I run a company called Fox and Hair Financial Advice. We work with younger people to help them get their financial world sorted. One of the really common things that younger people do is buy property or at least aspirationally want to do is buy property. Yep. <laughs> and that is where Shandell and her team come into the mix. So the team at Pure Finance and um, us at Fox and Hair have worked together to help clients probably for a good couple of years now. And Shandell came to me at the end of last year really passionately saying, you know, Jess, like I'm so, I'm, I really feel like we need to talk to women specifically. And I feel like there's so many areas where women are just feeling really held back and really don't know what to do. I'm on a mission. And I was like, I am so on board. I am 100% there with you. And Ladies Talk Money just evolved from there. And so um, it's really around creating a no BS, no stigma, no jargon, safe space to talk about money 
and learn about money. And so we've got really important topics. We've got fab expert speakers that are coming to demystify some of the things that we hear a lot about day to day, but we may not really understand practically how they work and what they mean for you. And so, yeah, we've been super excited. We've had lots and lots of people reach out to tell us that they've found our conversation starters really valuable and just like some of our lives that we've been doing. Um, And it's ever evolving, Mm. which is great as well. Well, that's the thing that I found with your website and your videos too. They are um, quite simple to understand too. And it's such a big topic that I think that a lot of us, men and women, you know, we sort of hear, we start hearing shares and investment or property and stamp duty or something like that. And we're just like, oh, I'm out. That's too hard. Exactly. And and it's one of the last taboos. And we know that it's holding women back. Like, unfortunately, there's some really scary statistics that say that for ladies in particular, it's so, so, so important to get Mm. your head around this stuff because to be really transparent, we end up with less wealth overall and we live longer. And that's putting lots of older women in very financially vulnerable positions. And so we want to teach people, well, what can you do now? What's What are the practical steps that you can take to move yourself forward? Because unfortunately, this is not taught at school. Mm. And so we want to make a safe space to be able to have these chats and encourage people to have these chats as well. Another place that we try and come from with what we're doing is kind of highlighting some of the sort of systemic barriers that women can be up against, which they may not necessarily be overtly aware of, but can be having a really real impact in their lives from a financial standpoint. So we're on one hand, we're, you know, fostering these conversations and then in one way we're helping women level up, but we're also trying to articulate that the landscape is still quite unequal and we we think it's important to have that aspect come into the conversation. Yeah, one of the things you do talk about, and I actually didn't really know, or maybe I did, I'm not sure, but women being bad with money. And I've often played into this in my 20s and I've often, you know, avoided conversations about money because I've just been like, I'm just out with money. And this is an actual stereotype for women. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's exactly what it is, you Mm. know, a stereotype. And so that's, that's the second part of Ladies Talk Money that we sort of just wrapped on, which is exploring, yeah, this, you know, annoying stereotype that just seems to not be disappearing, Mm. that women are somehow innately bad with money and it's, you know, it's their fault. But then also on the other hand, there's the stereotype that women are good savers and they should save their money. So it's like they kind of want to have it both ways, which just doesn't make sense. Lots of conflicting messages. Do you think that um, those stereotypes are shifting? Definitely not fast enough. Yeah, um, yeah I was just but <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, just on that, like Chandel found some amazing and really terrifying research that says that the media have a really big part to play in this and we perpetuate Huge. this stereotype and we say to women you know top budgeting tips or top household tips to you know reduce grocery bills or all those things and and yet what we say to guys is you know where should you be investing your money and Mm. what etfs are great and you know we have to see that and notice that and start realizing and recognizing that this is holding us back and if we wait for mainstream media to teach us that maybe we're not bad with money maybe actually we've just never been taught about investing and maybe maybe actually 
we can do really well with money. We just need to feel like we got this. And so I don't think enough is being done. I think, you know, having worked in finance for a long time, so much of the finance industry is targeted to wealthy white old men. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that's why ladies talk money is so important. And conversations like this are so important so that people can realize, actually, you're not bad with money. You just don't know what you're doing yet. Just like I can't wake up tomorrow and think that I can learn a brand new language. I have to learn it and I have to practice it and I have to make mistakes and pick myself up and try again. It is no different when it comes to your financial world. Mm. Yeah. And if you're, if you are repeatedly having these messages shown to you, you know, you know, overtly or not, I mean, you really have no choice but to internalize it. So I was speaking with a friend of mine recently, actually, it was around the time we were launching Ladies Talk Money. And she was like, oh, you know, and you've just always been so good with money. Um, so it's really great what you do. I think it's really great what you're doing, because I myself am really bad with money. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think you're bad with money. How are you bad with money? And she's like, well, I mean, I don't have a lot of savings. I mean, like I've got some savings. Like mm. I've got, you know, I've got my emergency fund that I've got saved and I don't touch that. But I mean, I don't really have much. And, you know, I always try, I'm, I'm always saving a chunk of my income every week and I don't go over that limit. And, you know, I don't spend beyond my me. And I'm like, okay, all, what I'm hearing is someone that's very good with money, but she seriously had this idea that she was bad unbelievable no I just think this messaging is so strong and we really we really need to get rid of it and so that is a big part of what we're trying to do yeah and you know just harking back to media as well you know you mentioned in one of the videos that even Carrie Bradshaw on Sex in the City where she um realizes how much she's spent on shoes and you know what when I was watching that episode in my early 20s I wouldn't have put two and two together and I would have probably yeah internalized it as you said obviously there was a lot of great aspects yes um, to the sex in the city franchise you know they were really liberated into like they were really sexually liberated and it was you know one of the first times that we'd seen four lead women um, and we were just following their stories and their stories weren't being sort of trivialized and and made fun of you know these were the protagonists of the show so it was really great from that perspective but you know with Carrie you know being so bad with money and them so it was sort of glamorizing it and you know it's it's funny like it's funny that she's so bad with money but it's actually not funny Mm. um and it has very real consequences for women as Jess was saying earlier um when they get older so I think empowerment and and giving women the confidence is the order of the day, I think. One of your stats in your videos too came from Fidelity Investments. Eight in 10 women confess that they refrain from discussing their finances with people they're closest to. That's a huge number. I actually do remember a couple of years ago in my 20s, I actually um, I have incurred a bit of a little bit of debt. And um, I remember my sister sat me down and talked to me about it. And I just felt like physically recoiling, like I didn't want to talk about it. I wanted to leave the yeah. house. Do you think that's because there's a bit of maybe shame from our money decisions? So we all have something called a money story and it is all of our beliefs around money. And a lot of it's around what we did or didn't see growing up. And you're making decisions today based on your money story, probably whether you realize it or not. So Mm. I think the first thing to understand is, well, how do you feel about money? And how do you feel talking about money? And if you feel shame or guilt, start thinking about why, why am I feeling like that? Mm. Um, And I think the only way that we are collectively going to be able to move forward is if we really do start to break down the taboo 
And breaking down the taboo means we've got to have conversations that maybe we've never had before. And what you probably realize is that your friends or your family members are feeling exactly the same way as you. They may feel exactly the same. They are just not talking about it because you're not talking about it either. Mm. I, as a financial advisor, get to have really, really privileged conversations with people. And sometimes they tell me things that they have never, ever told anyone else about their financial <laughs> situation. And you can yep. see the level of relief and and just that they're sharing that piece of, of information also makes it real for them and means that we can talk about, well, how did you get here? And why did you get here? And what do we need to do to get you back on track? And then they can start taking themselves from feeling quite powerless and, and um, shame hmm. into feeling empowered and feeling like you've got a plan yeah. to move you forward. Because we all, particularly younger people, we all have really good goals. Like we all want everything. We want everything. Um, and not having money conversations and not learning about how your finances can accelerate you to get to those goals is clearly not the right approach. So we just have to be collectively awkward about having money chats and know yeah. that we need to do it anyway. Yeah. Have them with us. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> and is that what you would say to someone, you know, this podcast is all about the transition from in your 20s to your 30s. Is that what you would say to someone if maybe they have made some poor money decisions through their 20s? You know, even living paycheck to paycheck, you might not even be in any debt. But I guess sometimes even with me about to turn 30, I've... Uh, and and I know this is so silly and wrong of me to think, but I'm almost like, oh, well, I've left it too late. I can't, <laughs> I can't get a handle on it now. No, oh no, no, yeah. Mm. Oh, look, no, it's not silly. I mean, I feel like everyone feels that. Mm. I feel that all the time to to yeah. a certain degree. Yeah. Um. But oh my god, if there is one thing I think that we would say, it is it is never too late. And the sooner th- with this stuff in particular, the sooner you start, you know, the better off you'll be. And just start. It doesn't matter because and you know, let's acknowledge that you know what does thirty look like yeah. for the typical. But you know, we're, we're so different. Everyone. Some of us might have children. Some of us might have a couple of children. Some of us might have none. Some of us might never have children. Everyone is different. But yeah, no, it's never too late. And practically, if you don't know where to start, we hear you and we feel you, and we have yeah. conversation guides. Mm. So if you want to learn about how to talk to to your partner about money, your friends about money, yourself about money, and you don't know where to begin, we have a whole resource guide for you. We have a whole heap of conversation starters so that you can feel supported through that journey as well. Mm. We're also doing the um, how to master your money in your 20s. We've got one in your 30s, which is on the, the website now. We'll be moving all the way up to 50s. So they're also great places to start to get some ideas. Yeah, <laughs> really, really amazing resources. I actually did want to talk to you as well about salary, this um, share your salary, because that is just such a, an avoided topic between work colleagues and friends and stuff too. But it really is a bit of a detriment if you don't really know where you sit within your your pay. Yeah, if you watch the video, you watch my um, just... <laughs> freak out when the, the expert that we had for that part suggests sharing your salary. Yeah. I'm like, what? You can't do that. I come from a corporate background and it was actually a, a sackable offense to share your salary. And so yeah. um, I fully acknowledge that for some people in their employment situation, they're not able to share their salary. But I have now done more research and I now totally understand that 
it is a way of, of really not knowing how to benchmark yourself and be able to ask for what you're worth. I was openly told when I was in my early 20s that I wasn't paid the same as a colleague because I was a girl. Mm, and wow. you can't see me, but I'm in my early 30s. I'm not that old. We didn't go back, you yeah. know, 50 years. No, exactly. That's mm. the thing. Like it's, yeah, it's not even that long ago. I think that it's taken me a little while to wrap my little corporate brain around this concept, <laughs> but I do feel that women don't ask for raises as often or until they feel like they're fully competent in all areas of the role that's when they feel like they can put their hand up and say you know what I'm ready for for more cash thanks whereas the research suggests that guys will have a crack anyway and I think we just need to get bolder and braver and and in fact that's a topic that we're covering very soon on ladies talk money Mm -hmm. about practically how do you how do you do that and we've got some great experts to give some tips so stay tuned that's coming shortly for me on this one, I Carmen Hawker, who we had speak to us in our most recent part, mm. um, which we're actually talking about unpaid work and, and the superannuation gap. But she made a point of saying, and she's absolutely right, and this is what I always come back to, is who benefits from us not talking about our salaries or who is it that's benefiting from us not talking about our money and our finances? And if we are getting paid less, than a co-worker and it may be male or female you know if you if you're not if you don't know how much people are getting paid in your industry or in your workplace then how are you going to know if you're being paid less Mm -hmm. you're not going to know and um it just benefits employers at the end of the day. Yeah. If you are if you are in a position to, I would encourage people to yeah speak with people they feel comfortable around um, about their salary, but especially people that are in similar industries. Because when people are freelancing, you know that becomes another minefield mm. again. You know how much do I charge? What are other people charging? And h- how do I make sure that that's you know in line with with what's going to be best for me, but also what's in line with the market? And if we aren't having these conversations, there's no way to know. God, that is so true. And I I mean, better late than never, but bloody hell, I wish I had have heard that five years ago. Hey. <laughs> oh, never, never too late. Never, never too, too late. late. Yeah, That's good. It. That is the best takeaway from this. Shandell, Jess, you guys are doing such amazing work. Ladiestalkmoney.com.au is obviously where you can go for all the videos, all the resources, the articles as well. Thank you so much for all the work you're doing. It's actually so amazing. I'm sure improving a lot of people's lives and financial wealth beings as well so thank you so much thank you, thank you. thanks for including money in your yes how to turn 30 podcast <laughs> i know it was just it's super super important no it's so great it's you're onto it honestly jess and chandel's passion for starting conversations around money is absolutely infectious and thank god they have that passion too because these conversations are so important and even just having the awareness that these conversations can actually happen and maybe should happen too. I've put a link to their website, Ladies Talk Money, in the show notes and also a link to the article on how to master your money in your 30s. Really handy, amazing tools and resources on this website. Make sure you check it out and even the conversation starters to make life a little bit easier for us. Yes, I'll take that. Thank you so much for your time, Jess and Shandell, today. Also check them out on Instagram at Ladies Talk Money. 
Coming up on How to Turn 30, well, how do you feel about buying a house? Nicole Haddo got to 30 and did just that. It really wasn't a surprise that I I didn't have my, my dream home and my, you know, very handsome Prince Charming. <laughs> um, it definitely hadn't come together, but that's, that's okay because that decade is a foundation decade and it's a living decade and it's, it's one that is really important to enjoy. So excited for my episode with Nicole. That is coming soon. If you enjoyed this episode, you can rate it. You can review it on Apple Podcasts. You can give it a little bit of love on social media so other people can find these conversations too. My name's Riley Rose Harper. That is where you can find me on Instagram if you want to get in touch, if you've got any feedback or suggestions, and you can reach me on How to Turn 30 Podcast on Instagram.